Chapter 9 Stoned Everyone agreed, and in an orderly line, one by one, wearing just the one leather gauntlet, clasping a fist around the metal, they all took turns to stand on the stone and pull the metal spike. On and on they went throughout the evening and into the night. After the original participants came all others, including the spectators. Everyone was invited to pull on the spike. The noise throughout was immense with laughter and cheering. It was now Arthur's turn. Taking his leather gauntlet with the crowd cheering the young man, and with a gasp and a grunt, he pulls until red in the face. Arthur fell backwards from the stone and onto his back. The crowd laughed, but this turned to stunned silence when the rusting spike was clasped in Arthur's hand. A hush ascended the throng. A monk shouted, Kneel to your leader, the legitimate king of the Britons, Arthur, king of Wessex. With his proud father kneeling, along with Arthur's trusted friends, Lancelot, Tristan, Percivale and Merlin, Arthur bewildered, then started to object and certainly started to feel extremely uncomfortable. Then before he had the chance to say anything further, Arthur was lifted off the grass by the crowd and marched on high around and around the stone. There you have it. The rest is history or legend. You decide. Was there a round table? Who knows? Who cares? The fact is we now know where it all started. It started in a Somerset field, a large smooth stone and a protruding metal spike. It is said, and we have no reason to doubt this fact, the precious metal spike from the stone was forged for Arthur's companion Excalibur, his legendary sword. And this accounts for the legitimate serenity and power of King Arthur. The concluding story goes that after the resounding defeat of the Saxons at Old Sarum and Badbury Rings, the armies of King Arthur returned to the old druid stone. After a sermon of thanksgiving, the area of the stone was moated as a place of special worth and worship. All public rights of way and footpaths were banded from the area. The old druid stone would always be a place of peace or the next meeting place in times of crisis, 200 years past. History tells us the stronghold from the time of King Arthur was needed again by King Alfred. Once again, the monks of Athelney Abbey as custodians of the moated stone gifted King Alfred the moated stronghold to regroup in the face of the Danes. The moated stone. King Arthur's moated stone was now a stronghold for King Alfred's army, possibly motivated by the story of the moated stone and King Arthur, and according to Bishop Asser, King Alfred attacked the whole pagan army of King Guthrum's Danes, fighting ferociously in dense order, and by divine will, eventually won the victory and pursued the Danes onto their fortress at Chippenham. After 14 days, the pagan Danes were brought to the extreme depths of despair by hunger, cold and fear, and they sought peace. Number 6. This unexpected victory by King Alfred proved to be the turning point in Wessex's battle for survival. King Alfred returned to the stone. To this day, the area around the stone remains moated and remote, possibly in preparation for the next threat against Wessex and Britain. 1,000 years passed. Indeed, a World War II aerodrome was built at Merrifield in 1942. Today, active again is HMS Heron and training 21st century pilots, all in the shadow of the moated stone.